Hey, and welcome to the Kid Therapist Podcast. This is Allie. And this is Lauren. We are two licensed mental health therapists practicing in Maryland who love helping kids and families to manage and overcome their mental health struggles. Our goal of this podcast is to educate, inspire, and provide some insight into what could be going on with your kids. Here we go. here and I am thrilled to come at you today with this episode. We feature a highly knowledgeable guest with us today. Um, She was on our podcast um, in the first season talking about play therapy and we just loved having her so much that, um, that she has such great wisdom and expertise and knowledge to share and, um, We were so thrilled when she agreed to come back and talk about one of her areas of interest and education and research and passion is about technology. And so we couldn't have thought of a better guest to have to come and and speak with you all today about the concerns that you're having about technology right now. You know, technology has inundated um, us during this time, during this pandemic. I'm so grateful for it, Um, but I know it's also creating some concerns for parents and um, maybe some guilt or wondering of um, how much time their kids and teens are spending on screens and um, I think you'll really enjoy um, hearing from from Dr. Alvader during this episode. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Lauren here and we are, I think, maybe on day 60, I've kind of lost track at this point, of quarantining during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I am really excited, though, because you're not going to be just hearing from me today. Um, we have a guest speaker for the podcast. Um, she was actually on our first season and shared about play therapy and how play therapy works and the benefits of play therapy. So we could not be more honored to have her back to talk with us today about technology. So we have um, Dr. Rachel Altvader, and she is a licensed psychologist in Maryland, Washington, D.C., and Virginia, a registered play therapist supervisor, and certified clinical trauma professional. She is the owner of Creative Psychological Health Services, a psychologist at the Gill Institute for Trauma Recovery and Education, an affiliate faculty member at Loyola, Loyola University, Maryland, and the president of the Maryland DC Association for Play Therapy. So welcome, Rachel. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Yeah, I know this is a topic that has been coming up a lot. And one of the big concerns and questions I've been hearing from parents really since the beginning of COVID-19 and um, kids and teens spending so much time at home 
um, is that their kids and teens are on screens more often. And I think parents are second guessing themselves, feeling some guilt, questioning, wondering um, about their kids and teens being on screen so often and wondering if that's okay. So we thought this would be a great topic too and, and you have um, such an expertise to offer in this area um, about technology and um, so we wanted to, to talk with you about maybe any recommendations and thoughts about increased screen time during this time and just talking about all the different ways that technology can actually um, be a benefit and a help and not just viewing it as a, a harm or negative thing. Yeah, you know, that's such an important topic to discuss. I'm glad that you're providing this space here for parents to be able to hear more about how to navigate this unfamiliar territory, you know, even though it has been maybe 60 days, a long time, um, it, it definitely does still feel very uncertain and new. I do want to start off by normalizing everything for parents. This is a really tough time. Yeah. So first and foremost, it's imperative that you go easy on yourselves. You're doing the best that you can. You're trying to manage so much during this time for any families who are still working, who are trying to provide childcare, who are trying to navigate the schooling, the online learning, just, I mean, and beyond. There's so much that everyone is holding on to. So first and foremost, go easy on yourselves. It's imperative that you're gentle with yourselves. Take it one day at a time. Um, in terms of kids being on screens more often, I think it's important for us to remember that kids are doing everything online right now, whereas mm -hmm. before kids were doing most online, but not to the same extent. Um, technology was incorporated into classrooms and leisure activities and um, just other things that kids might be interacting with. So they already were quite immersed in this world and they are being immersed a bit more and just recognizing that, you know, that some of what they're doing online is for school, some of what they're doing online is for connection with friends. Mm -hmm. They're not able to see friends the way that they were seeing friends before, you know, not in organized sports or in clubs or groups right now to the same extent that they were before. And if they are, they're probably joining them online. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's that component and then leisure. There's apps and video games and just a variety of um, educational and entertainment-based things online for kids. So, you know, yes, while children might be online for extended periods of time, it is likely that they're not focusing on one set thing for an extended period of time for the most part. That's such a helpful reminder that there's so many different ways that they're utilizing technology. It's not just that they're mindlessly on a screen all day. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I found myself feeling immensely grateful for technology during this time um, for so many different reasons. <laughs> um, like you said, parents are wearing so many hats and um, really... You know, it helps kids um, stay connected to their friends. I can't, I was thinking the other day how, you know, had this happened during a time without the technology access that we have, like how much more devastating it might have been. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you have any recommendations um, to parents who might be 
worried or, or feeling guilty or um, I, I so appreciate how you normalized that um, and kind of give freedom to release yourself from those those feelings of guilt about technology and screens right now. Um, but any recommendations for parents who are concerned that their child or teen is spending so much time on screens right now? Yeah, I would encourage you to join them as much as possible. Now, and I, I want to clarify because I recognize that you all are probably managing a lot, as I said. And so thinking about adding another thing on your list is probably overwhelming. So I don't mean sit there with them through the whole day and figure out what they're doing. <laughs> not, not in that regard. I just mean more so engaging them in discussions or curiously asking open-ended questions about some of what they might be doing online just to gain some insight and awareness. I think sometimes when there is that lack of awareness of what kids are really doing online and there is more of a concern that kids are entering into dangers on the internet or wherever, you know, mm -hmm. online, that it, it causes additional stress and concern in parents when really there might not be a need for that. So if you're able to join them somehow, um, like I said, through conversations, or even if you are able to spend, you know, five, ten minutes, if they're playing a game or if they're doing something online, and just letting them know that you're interested. Kids love to teach us mm -hmm. what they're doing. They love it. I have learned so much through the therapy sessions that I'm doing now, more than I've learned before, because kids are really immersed in this world. and. I am figuring out how they're problem solving and, and what they're interested in and just what a cool thing to be able to see another aspect of your child's life that maybe we were a little too busy to notice before. And, um, and again, we might be busy now. We might not be. I mean, I know that everyone is in a different boat, um, mm -hmm. I, but it, that could be really helpful. And I think kids would really appreciate it. Now, of course, sometimes kids and teens do want their space. <laughs> so they're like, why are you, why are you here? <laughs> why do you yeah. care so much about what I'm doing? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I care about you, honey. That's fine. <laughs> um, you know, but maybe just seeing if they would be interested. I, I do think a lot of kids probably would be interested in showing at least something. I'm interested to know about your character. I'm interested yeah. to know about this game. What is the premise of this game? What's the purpose? You know, just simple questions, but asking them open-ended so that it really allows for conversation. If you ask more closed-ended questions that really spark a yes or no answer, mm -hmm. then you're not really going to get in-depth um, explanation or details about anything. So it could just be helpful to explore yourself. And then that gives you more information as to where your child is. And if there is a concern that needs to be addressed, then maybe you'd be able to find out through meeting them there. And, you know, something that I encourage in the playroom or, you know, in therapy, but also at home is to find that, that healthy balance and to find a way to create those limits and, um, you know, as they need to arise. You know, so if, if a child is doing something that is concerning online, once you join them or understand a bit more about it, then you can teach them in the way that you want them to be taught on how to navigate this platform. Mm. Yeah, I think I love that you spoke into some of the like the fear, or the worry, or the guilt that parents have related to their child's use of technology might just 
be somewhat related to the fear of the unknown and okay. how meaningful it can be in such a way to show your child that you're joining them in their world and what matters to them matters to you and you're showing interest and delight in them and, and connecting with them by um, being curious about yeah. what they're interested in. Yeah, I, I have found the same thing during a lot of my therapy sessions um, during this telehealth time of um, kids and teens wanting to share about their characters or worlds that they created. Or I actually found myself, um, you know, I think I one of my purchases I might want to make during this time is to buy Animal Crossing. Um, yeah, I'm going to buy it today. I just got my own. <laughs> it is on my wish list now. Actually, right before we got on this call, I was reading an article. I think another um, clinician in the field was on the, I believe it might have even been the Today Show. I might be getting this completely wrong. Um, but talking about how, um, you know, both kids, teens, and even adults are, you know, finding some relief from anxiety and stress by playing Animal Crossing right now. And um, how it's been a really welcomed joy during this time. Yeah. So you'll have to, I have no idea how to play it, but I am learning yeah, from my clients. <laughs> you know, it's so cool too. That I love how you know even us being able to express that you know we incorporate technology into sessions, and we're on the teletherapy platform right now, and we still don't know everything there is to know about technology. And children and teens know a tremendous amount, and they can teach us, and we can learn, and it's okay. I think something that is common for so many parents and just so many people is this unfamiliarity. Mm -hmm. Yes, a lot of us are immersed in technology in one way, shape, or form at this, you know, state, um, the present state, but also just in general, aside from COVID, you know, people are relying on technology more and more. And even with that, there is still a level of discomfort and uncertainty mm -hmm. because people don't know things, you know, so yeah. I know we're laughing, but Animal Crossing, we're getting super excited and we both are, well, we don't really know, but we're going to enter that space and we're going to learn about it and we're going to figure it out. And it's okay to be, as the kids like to call a noob, <laughs> a newbie. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> we, all, we all start somewhere. So just to, to remember that as well. Definitely. What are some of the, the benefits to the use of technology. Um, you know, I hear a lot about, and I'm a newbie to all of those and totally getting schooled by my own kid and my clients um, about how all these work. But, you know, I hear a lot about Minecraft, roadblocks, Animal Crossing, and I know that's just like the tip of the iceberg. There's so many ways, you know, whether it's video games, computer games, so many different areas of technology. Um, but what are some of the, the benefits um, or gains that kids have from utilizing technology? Like, are there areas like problem solving or emotional regulation or, or ways that um, technology can, can really help them? Absolutely, yeah. The technology can really help with release, providing an outlet, leisure, um, helps with important skills like um, connection and communication and problem solving, emotion regulation. I mean, depending on the premise of the game that they're using, it can really evoke a certain type of like feeling or a certain type of activity that that can help kids with a variety of skills. Mm -hmm. But I do think, as, as I already mentioned, I do think that that connection piece is probably one of the 
most important benefits right now, especially, but also just in general. I think sometimes with, um, you know, parents our generation and older um, didn't grow up with technology to the same extent that Mm -hmm. the kids nowadays are growing up with technology. And so the way that adults relate to each other in the world is a bit different than Mm -hmm. the way that kids relate to the world and communicate and form relationships and build those relationships, maintain them. Um, It's different. And I know that sometimes there is some apprehension and anxiety and just overall concern with how children are connecting with people, but really like with their peers or with their family, that's what I mean by people um, or others. It's, it's very, I don't know, it's very comfortable for them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's a huge benefit in general and especially during this time. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a really, almost our lifeline toward to their friends Um, their friends are are such a significant part and developmentally such a important part of of where they're at and the stage and age that they are yeah yeah what about how can parents help their families create some healthy relationships with technology balance finding balance um and figuring out what works for your family so there are a variety of ways that you can go about incorporating technology into your daily routines. You know, I don't want to give a, you know, this is the answer. This is how many, how long you should be on the yeah. screen. I know that there are some calculators out there that can help you make a family media plan. And that can be so, so helpful. I know this time is a little bit different. Um, but I think really it's finding balance for your family. You know, recognizing if if a child has to be on the computer for a certain period of time for schoolwork and for you know live online learning, then that's that's going to be some of the time. You know, if you want to make sure that your um, kids are connecting with their friends, family members, that's going to be some time that they're spending on there. And then, of course, the leisure piece. If you know, just being able to engage in a cathartic release or just doing something that's fun and mindless to find that balance uh, but really and that's that's what I keep coming back to mm-hmm. is balance yeah for your family yeah I know it's helped in my my own personal family as well of um helping to give my kid some um like some margin space and some transition time before asking um, them to get off of technology, you know, and it really helped me kind of think about it of, you know, if I'm watching one of my favorite shows and somebody were to come into the room and, and just turn it off right in the middle of my show, I'd be like, oh my gosh, why are you doing that? Like, I'm right. so, ah, like, um, and it, it helped to, to put that perspective in the same thing. You know, if I'm asking my kid, you know, you have to close your computer screen right now, like get out of the, you're done with Roblox, like right when they're in the middle of, um, you know, some something happening in the wor- Roblox yeah. world or something. I know that's helped a lot is giving that margin space and that transition time of, okay, you have, you know, 15 more minutes on on Roblox uh, and then we're going to be um, turning it off just so they can, it doesn't feel um, so, um, so quickly, abruptly taken away. Yeah, Lauren, I love that you mentioned that because that is such an essential piece that I think a lot of people don't really recognize if they're not immersed in that world. Mm -hmm. I think it's very easy for people to 
look at children who are upset about ending a game abruptly as they're out of control. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. We need to take away the game altogether if you're going to act like this. We absolutely have to engage in perspective taking. What is this child doing right now? You know, if if this if your child really wants to feel a sense of accomplishment and they have worked so hard to get to this one point in this game yeah. and have done a lot, have ex- exerted a significant amount of effort and energy and strategy yeah. to get to this point, and then poof, they have to end. Mm. Not every game can just you can just pause. I know right. games a lot of times. Like, you know, many, many years ago, you would just pause and pick back up. Not nowadays. A lot of games are live games, mm-hmm. which means they're live. They're, they're constantly going. You can't pause. Yeah. And so I love that you say that because that is so important to remember and to just be mindful of where your child is and why they might be responding the way that they're responding. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they are engaging in unhealthy technology use. It just means that they have exerted all this effort to get to this point, and they are extremely disappointed disappointed and angered because they weren't able to complete this task they've worked so hard to complete. Yeah, I think most adults in in that same situation would have a very similar response. (laughs) Yeah, my my husband plays video games with his friends, and it's such an awesome social outlet. I love to Mm -hmm. just watch every once in a while. I want to give them their personal time, but they talk, and they play video games but I am mindful you, you don't have to tell me I, I make sure to pay attention but I don't walk in front of the television screen <laughs> if they're in the middle of an important moment oh man I, I have <laughs> made that mistake in my house with my husband <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait 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 until yes. it's the right time yes. and uh and then you can walk in front. but I mean it's just it's synonymous with what our kids are encountering in yeah. the digital platform as well so it's just yeah. important to take that perspective and recognize that you know where they are and um, that it's going to be in a different place than you are in that moment when you need them to do something. So having that transition, giving time warnings, maybe even setting timers, Mm -hmm. whatever it might be to start to let them know, hey, you're, you're getting close to the end of your time. Use your time wisely because when we get to this certain time, you're going to have to, to end. Mm-hmm. So you make the informed decision if you want to continue on or if you're going to stop at a point where you think it's a good stopping point. And even that is a skill within itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, you know, you and I are, are in this um, this field, in this boat, and as therapists, we've transitioned over to telehealth during this time, and I'm grateful to be able to continue therapy. I'm so, so grateful to be able to continue therapy during this pandemic. Um, but what encouragement would you give to parents um, who maybe have paused their child's treatment during this time? Um, maybe they are uncertain of whether their child could really benefit from telehealth, um, doing therapy via um, via screen, um, or maybe are even considering starting therapy for the very first time um, with their child via and, and recognizing that um, the majority of therapists are only available during telehealth right now and maybe having some hesitations or concerns. Yeah, for those who have paused, I'll start there. Um, I, I'm going to keep defaulting to this. Do what's best for your family. Yeah. You know, there are so many factors that we have to consider finances, insurance coverage, privacy, mm-hmm. space. Yeah. Um, comfort. I mean, there's so much. 
you know, and so... I love that you brought all those up. Yeah, there's a lot to consider. So just be mindful of that. Um, sometimes some of the problems that were arising, maybe let's say there were some school difficulties, they're not occurring so frequently anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there's a pause because the problems aren't the same or they've shifted. Yeah. So to be mindful of that. But um, but with, even with pausing, you know, if... The reason is because there's unfamiliarity and discomfort with the digital platform. Rest assured, this is a place that kids are very familiar and comfortable. And as play therapists or or child therapists, our main goal is to really meet kids where they are and to speak their language. And technology is a modern facilitator of language, and it is what they're doing. And so if we really want to align with the child as a therapist to figure out where they are and what's going on, what better space than, than online? Mm-hmm. Because that's where they are. Mm-hmm. And I've, like I said, I've learned so much entering this space with kids as to what they're doing and what they like and, you know, what um, their characters or avatars or whatever it is, what they represent. And I mean, there's just a, a tremendous amount of work that can be done uh, virtually. Yeah. So if, if the pause is because of that discomfort, I encourage you to talk a bit more with the therapist and try to process some of your apprehensions and see if you can get to a place where maybe it does make sense for your family. But for other factors that might inhibit continuing services at this time, you know, do what's best for your family. You know what's going to be best for your child and trust that. Um, For families that want to start services for the first time, it can be a little uncomfortable or unfamiliar to enter this new space. Um, But like I mentioned, you know, this is is something that um, us as child uh, play professionals are receiving even more knowledge and education and connection so that we can provide the best services to your kids. And, you know, any questions that you might have, definitely reach out to the therapist that you hope to work with and, you know, express your excitements, apprehensions, or anything in between. And hopefully you can um, start to create a, a comfortable therapeutic space online for your child. Yeah. On a, on a side note, I just have to give a shout out to you that um, you are such a significant leader in our field in this um, in this realm of technology. And um, if you're a therapist listening to this, um, Dr. Altvader has a um, free YouTube uh, presentation that um, maybe we could link put the link there um, on our show notes that um, re- that she provides some phenomenal education and really equips you um, to feel more confident about making this shift to providing telehealth and, and play therapy services over telehealth. I'm so happy to do my part to help the field and if there are any professionals listening who have any questions definitely don't hesitate to reach out Uh, for families I'm happy to answer questions as well I do encourage that you reach out to your child's therapist because I think that's going to be the best person to speak with but I am happy to provide additional guidance and support for anyone navigating this time it is it is a scary time for a variety of reasons and adding additional uncertainties on top of uncertainty is terrifying yeah well thank you for how you've led our field in this in this way during this time um i'm so happy to i'm so happy to are there any apps or youtube channels or or video games that um you would recommend to help kids with their mental health 
phenomenal resources out there. Yeah. Well, I am so grateful that you've taken time to share your passion um, for how technology can um, not be a harm and be a source of stress or guilt or worry in families, but be something that is brings connection and brings growth and um, delight, and especially during this time, um, some release and enjoyment and leisure and a way to um, you know keep kids connected to to their friends. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for just sharing your um, really important knowledge with, Absolutely. with us today. So. This has been such a helpful conversation and it's always so amazing to talk with you. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you.